New BAI research is out with detailed portraits of typical members of each generation and what they want from their financial services providers. Carl Dahlgren, Managing Director for Research at BAI, helps us dig down into the numbers to find insights that can benefit banks and credit unions. Actionable insights can help power smart decisions. Each week, the BAI Banking Strategies podcast focuses on important issues facing financial services leaders, as well as the emerging trends that are rapidly reshaping the financial industry. I'm Terry Badger, your host and the managing editor at BAI. Pull up a chair and join us. Are you wondering about the banking preferences of a typical millennial and how to attract them to your financial services organization? What about how to keep boomers and Gen Xers that are already profitable customers? On this week's Banking Strategies podcast, our guest is Carl Dahlgren, Managing Director of Research at BAI. He joins us to discuss insights from a new BAI research report, Banking Attitudes Generation by Generation. So, Carl, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Terry. Glad to be here. So, Carl, can we start with an overview of the BAI generational research that we'll be talking about in greater detail? And also, as part of that, what we were looking to find out in doing this research. Yeah, absolutely. So BAI Banking Outlook, or BBO as we call it, is uh, research that we perform within the BAI research line of business. We do it several times a year. And essentially, we look to some of the biggest topics that financial service leaders are facing, biggest issues, and look to provide information that can help them make better business decisions. And when we do that, we slice it different ways. For example, one thing we've been doing recently is looking at things pre-pandemic and post-pandemic. We're also looking at things relative to generations or size of the bank. This in particular, BAI Banking Outlook is focusing in on the generational cut. It's striking how different some of these generations behave when it relates to certain topic matters. And so in keeping with the BAI mission, which is to provide information for financial service leaders to make smart business decisions every day. This is just one of the tools that we help them do that, and it helps them understand where their expenses should be, where they might place their investments, and how to prioritize resourcing decisions. BAI has done this kind of generational research in the past. For this latest update, of course, we have the pandemic as a variable. What were some of the notable surprises for you in the latest results, and how much of that can be attributed to COVID? Yeah, it's been an interesting time for research, right? What you want information on is how things are changing, and boy, have things changed significantly in the last year. Number one, loyalty is shifting, and that's across all generations. There's really a decrease in consumers who said that they would be with their primary financial services organization within a year. Trust has also been impacted. Our research uncovered that there's been 31% decrease over the previous year, meaning pre-pandemic and post-pandemic, in those that said that their primary is their most trusted to handle their products and services. So that was significantly impacted by the pandemic. And then also, as you would expect, technology is more of a priority. We found that there was a 13% increase from the previous year across generations in consumers that would switch their primary financial services provider simply for a better app. So there's more usage of app, but more willingness to switch just for a better app. So we created, as part of the research, snapshots 
of the four generations represented, sort of a composite based on their survey responses. I'm going to start with the oldest group involved in the study, what we're calling the Boomers Plus. So basically everybody born before the mid-1960s. Tell us about a typical member of this group, the Boomers Plus. Well, as you might expect, they're less likely to prioritize digital and mobile services. They're very interested in having branches that are convenient and nearby. So just to put some numbers around that, 63% of Boomer Plus would prefer to open a deposit account at a branch. And when you look at that relative to the other generations, for example, the millennials, that's four times the preference of the millennials. So uh, they're four times more likely or prefer to open an account at the branch versus online. They're also really loyal and, and they're content with their current banking situation. They're the most likely generation to continue to use the same financial services organizations next year, and, and they rank their primary quite high. So they're a fairly content group, and they're still interested in having those branches nearby. You mentioned earlier sort of the ramifications on trust that we've seen during the pandemic. One of the things that I noticed in looking at the research results for the Boomer Plus group is that they place a high level of trust in their financial services provider, but this group has the least faith among the generations that their bank or credit union will adequately protect them from fraud or identity theft. So what do you make of this distinction and how boomers think about trust? Yes, two metrics that seem to be going in the opposite directions. Yeah, only 63% of boomers felt that their financial services organization will protect them adequately, as you mentioned. And that's quite a bit different than, say, for example, Gen X, and which is 76%, and Millennial, which is 74 And some of this is me editorializing here. It's certainly the case as you get older that you simply experience, you start to form a different relationship with risk, right? Because you've experienced more things that have gone wrong. And so you're aware of what those things are and you're concerned about risk. That's one element. Another element is that Boomer Plus have been around and have been able to accumulate some wealth. So they have more to lose. And if you think of them relative to the younger generations, right, the younger generations grew up with the internet. I mean, it just is. They don't know a different situation. But the Boomer Plus, that came later in their life. They're a little bit more skeptical about it because they know a time where it wasn't. And um, it's just a little bit scary that when you're wired into the internet, that people can get into your information and do nefarious things with it. Let's move on to the next most senior generation, those being the, the Gen Xers, so people in their early 40s to late 50s age-wise. Gen X is much more confident than boomers that their bank or credit union has their back when it comes to fraud. In fact, they were the most confident of all of the generations, I think, as you mentioned. What else can you tell us about the average Gen Xer based on the research? Yeah, in fact, Gen X trusts their primary financial service provider more than really any other generation. And when it comes to having actually experienced some sort of fraud or identity theft, when we went out there and asked that question, 39% of them had actually experienced it. But 95% of them felt that when it did happen, so those that said it did happen, felt that their financial services organization did enough to resolve that activity in, in a quick and efficient way. So that's pretty different relative to, say, the young generation, which is Gen Z, who felt only 71% felt that way. So, so they seem to be pretty happy about the way their financial services organization handled a bad situation, right, that was not necessarily a fault of the consumer or the banker or the bank. 
So other things that are distinguishing about the generation, 36% would share more personal information if it were to result in better services, meaning more tailored services and offerings. That's second of all the generations. So they're willing to give up more information if things become more relevant to them. They also, this was kind of interesting to me, of all the generations, they were the lowest in terms of preference to work with a bank and credit union with branches, which is interesting. So one would say, okay, well, at what expense? They're the least likely to work with those that have physical presence. Does that mean that they're going to the digital banks instead? And it's a bit more nuanced. They're, of all the generations, most willing to go to hybrid. They're the ones that are unbundling their products and going to a traditional bank with branches for certain types of services and virtual or digital banks for other types of services. And another thing that I found interesting with this group is that 53% said that their savings have decreased and that they've had trouble making ends meet because of the pandemic. So they're scoring the highest in the sort of trouble category, as we call it. And it's a pretty stark difference. Like boomers are 13% in that troubled category. So that's like a 40% difference. And then the other generations were in the 20 percentile. So, I mean, here's a real radical sort of difference between the other generations. And again, to editorialize a little bit here, you know, I think of the Gen Xers as they're in the position in their life where they have a lot of accountabilities and responsibilities, right? And sure, there's going to be a lot of financial service leaders listening to this podcast, and they know the more levered you are, the more responsibilities you have, the more accountabilities you have, the harder you fall. And so... As bankers and credit unions and leaders of financial service organizations think about, as so many have in the past year, helping those folks that have had some problems because of the pandemic, this is a group where you could focus on that issue. I would have expected the Xers to be closer to the boomers in that, simply based on their seniority. But here's another thing about the Xers that I noticed. Of all of the generations, they are the most focused on rates. So close to 40% say their number one reason for choosing a primary financial services organization is to get the best rates. And that 70 plus percent of them said that they would consider non-banks as an alternative. What do you make of that? Yeah, I think that ties into my comments earlier, which they were willing to go to the hybrid situation. I mean, everyone's talking about hybrid for a variety of reasons nowadays. But in this context, they're willing to take their products, split them up, at one bank for, say, a checking account. But if they can find better rates for savings or CDs, they'll do that. And if we kind of harken back to the first question or second question you asked me, you know, things are getting more slippery, right? Used to be that consumers were tethered to an organization for geographical reasons, and now they're more tethered for digital reasons. And digital reasons, you're only a click away. It's a lot easier to open up accounts in another organization. This generation will take an account and move it somewhere else to get that better rate. Next one down, generation-wise, that's the millennials who are now mid-20s to roughly 40 years old. They're also a flight risk for their current bank or credit union, but not because of rates. Their big thing is how good the mobile app is. So, Carl, what are some of the other things that distinguish the millennials from the other cohorts? They're very much career and investment focused, and they're also stable, which is, I think, interesting to financial service leaders. 85% of millennials said that they're financially independent and 71% are fully employed, which 
if you compare that to Gen Z, which is 31% fully employed, Gen X 57, and boomers at 21, that's a big number. So a big differential there for the millennials. Many of them are employed and are getting the incomes that are related. This is a generation that's been raised in the digital age, so they value speed. They're really interested in faster payments and quicker transfers, and their expectation is seamless omni-channel experience. They're not really interested in hearing, hey, that's on a different system or that's a different department. Also, 79% have opened a deposit account online, which is the highest of any generation. You know, if you look at that in comparison to boomers, which is at 31%, it's like 2x, you know, more than 2x of boomers. And then, you know, I think, as you mentioned, 75% would switch their primary financial services organization for a better mobile app. That's the highest of any generation. So, Again, in comparison to boomers, you know, they came in at 19%, so huge difference there. So they're a little bit more slippery. And then 85% said that they would bank with a non-traditional bank such as Amazon, Apple, or PayPal, which was the highest of of any of the groups. Only 27% of boomers would consider a non-traditional like that versus the 85% of this generation. I think this is an interesting fact for financial service leaders you know, how you try to attract them. They said that when asked, you know, how their banking app could be improved. So what is the thing that's really of interest to them? Quicker money transfers. That's their top choice. They want to be able to move money quickly. One number that really stood out for me when looking at the millennial data was that they are very heavy users of banking services. On average, they have upwards of 50% more transactions per month than boomers or Xers, and more than four times as many as the typical person in Gen Z. Why do you think that is, and what does that mean for banks and credit unions that are serving them? Yeah, it's well, it's kind of a conundrum, right? I mean, so these folks are the customers of today and honestly of the future, but they've never met a channel that they don't like. It's kind of counterintuitive. I mean, they use drive-through and branches more than even the boomers. So they just use a lot of services everywhere, which makes things relatively expensive. They have like nearly four times the interactions that boomers have. This is an important generation, the most employed and the most stable, but they're also using the most. So they're a little heavy on the expense side for the bank. And the question is, how do you make sure that you're profitable with these folks? And this brings us to the youngest of the groups, Gen Z. Most of them are still too young to be having much interaction with financial services providers. But the leading edge of that demographic, the 18 to 24-year-olds, what are we learning about them in the uh, BAI generational research? Well, you know, back to that pandemic pre and post slicing, 59% of Gen Z consumers said that they're financially independent. Um, and that's up from when we asked that same question before the pandemic started, that was 47%. So I thought that was kind of interesting that there was a bit of a additional uh, independence that was seemingly a factor of the pandemic. I don't know exactly how to explain that, but an interesting statistic. Just like the millennials, they're raised in the digital age. They're very comfortable with digital banking, opening deposit accounts online. If we make a distinction between online banking and mobile accounts, this group is really heavy into mobile. And I guess they're young, right? So they get to stay up late. The older you get, I guess the earlier you go to bed. But these folks really want the 24 by 7 customer service. If you want to track these folks, that's what they ranked the highest in terms of their interest. That's their number one choice. So they're looking for that 24 by 7 support from the call center. It probably shouldn't come as much of a surprise that our research shows that more than 60% of Gen Z 
they're doing their banking at the same place as their parents. There appears to be a real incumbency windfall here. The challenge, I suppose, for financial services providers is keeping that early advantage, right? So how do they best do that? You know, it's good for the incumbents, right? However, the question is how profitable is that group? And you don't want to lose them when they do become profitable. So some things that are sort of interesting about them, they avoid debt, they use debit cards more than anybody. So excelling with that product, with that group is important. They're the most mobile centric. So they like to open deposits using their mobile app and quite a bit more so than any of the next generations. And they also, you know, back to that 24 by seven customer service, they're looking for that convenience. If you're looking for this group, if you're able to provide that, it's going to be very attractive to them. And if they can find that with their incumbent financial service provider that their parents are using, they're far more likely to stick around. That's some useful intel, I'd say. As competitive as it is out there, everyone needs to play defense as well as offense. So Carl Dahlgren, Managing Director for Research at BAI, many thanks again for taking the time to join us on the Banking Strategies Podcast. Always great to talk with you, Terry. Thanks so much. A few takeaways from BAI's Carl Dahlgren when it comes to generational banking. First, notable trends have emerged across the generations during the past year of pandemic. In particular, trust in and loyalty toward the primary financial services provider has declined significantly in each of the age groups. And no surprise that technology became more of a priority given the limits on physical locations. BAI Banking Outlook research shows a double-digit jump in the percentage of customers who will switch banks simply for a better app. The research offers other insights that should interest bankers as well. Generation X, for instance, appears to have had an especially hard time with the pandemic. More than half of respondents in that early 40s to late 50s demographic told BAI that they had to draw down savings to make ends meet during the past year. So as banks and credit unions think about where need may lie in 2021, Gen X may be a group to focus on. And then there's the millennials, the largest generation. They top the charts by a wide margin in how many transactions they do each month, and they're active in all channels. In fact, the research shows millennials frequenting branches and drive-throughs even more than boomers. So they're expensive to take care of. And they have a wandering eye. More than five out of six say they wouldn't hesitate to take their business to non-banks. Thanks for listening to this edition of the BAI Banking Strategies Podcast. I'm Terry Badger, Managing Editor of BAI. Please join us for our next conversation on a topic of importance to the financial services industry.